0: Hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech, proudly provided by Web Central. It's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. I just
1: think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop with all the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's I the guy. It's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I They're think in. that stuff is just brilliant. Yeah, it is something that people really need to look at. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best jobs. Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel
0: camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 48. Thanks to Trend Micro and Netgear. I'm Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com and joining me each and every week, Stephen Frenick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate.
1: Hello, Trevor. Great to be with you tonight. And,
0: mate, we will talk about techguide.com.au very soon because there's been some very exciting changes this week, so we'll talk about that shortly. We've got a stack to talk about. Um, Feel a bit fresh now. We're back in the country for a little while, so lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. So I think uh, you can't really deny the big news of the week. And it did get some a fair bit of coverage, I've got to be honest. Um, surprising to me it was Telstra's new 4G handset. They launched uh, at, at an, an event on, on Monday night, uh, but in stores on Tuesday. Uh, the HTC Velocity which is just another HTC phone, to be honest. It's a very nice phone. It's running Android 2.3.7. It's going to be upgraded to Ice Cream Sandwich very soon. But importantly, it has the ability to connect and use the 4G network, which was launched in September last year. And you and I have been using that with a, with the a dongle on, on our laptops and things. This is a very nice phone, but it's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it?
1: Absolutely right. Yeah, this is a, it's a significant moment. I think in the our mobile phone history, I think mm. this is a the first 4G handset. You know, it's yet another G, 2G, 3G, 4G. Here it is. Uh, the I think the real the, the, the only way to really appreciate the 4G is to experience it, which mm. you and I have been. We've had the handset for a few days now. The speeds on this thing are amazing. I think that it's going to really suit the type of user who likes to access their content, upload their content, share all their Files uh, access YouTube and, and the web on the go. Uh, it's uh, certainly the power of the network is obvious.
0: I think there's two key areas where this hasn't really been talked about enough because it is hard to sell. Uh, and you know, you would have had the same problem. I, I did so much radio on Tuesday trying to talk about it, and it's very hard to explain to people in, in you know five words or less why we need this phone and who would want this phone. But here's the two things I've started talking about, which I think are important. A lot of people have got multiple devices and therefore multiple SIM cards, multiple accounts. A device like this, the HTC Velocity, you know, on a $0 up front on a $79 plan, you've got 4G internet in your pocket. You could you could tether your, your um, iPad, your tablet, yeah. your laptop, and even when you're at coffee, you could have your friends tether as well and you've got enough speed for everyone. So I think that's that, a really important usage that's for an the excellent device. Point.
1: I do agree. That was That was high on my list of things I like about the device. But I think, though... The Telstra have offered it on a zero dollar, seventy nine dollar plan per month, two year plan, but it's only got two gigabytes of data, which I think uh, users are going to go very close to to uh, using each month because mm. it's like it's like getting a brand new Ferrari. You want to drive, you, you want to test out how fast it. Can oh, go. no, absolutely. So there'll be a lot of people downloading content just for the sake of it to see how quick it is. So I think they're going to give two gigabytes a serious nudge.
0: Mate, I've used eight percent of. 20 gigs so I've used yeah I've used 2 gig already <laughs> <laughs> and, and can I tell you I've done nothing but speed tests yes I've <laughs> so I. I
1: ran the battery down to, to naught today just doing speed tests all over Sydney
0: and, and the, my second point relates to uploads I can see a device like this obviously we work in the media and and I work in in a place that has TV and radio and I see some serious advantages for this on the field you know sending back video via 4G but just for average people who love their YouTube want to share videos on Facebook an upload speed of anywhere from 6 to 20 meg is really important when you're trying to send something off now just to talk about speeds when I first got this phone um, I was sitting in reception where I, where I work and we're on 3G and I got like 15 meg and I went that's pretty good and I'll talk about that in a minute but then when I got when I walked to another area of the building where, where we had 4G and only one bar of 4G I got 32 meg immediately download and like 18 up that's
1: incredible i, do, I did a similar thing i was in Wallara in uh, the eastern suburbs and, and similar a lot to you i had one two bars of 4g and i was hitting about 29 30 megabits per second which was incredible but now you're right with the uploads too i think that's something that uh people really need to remember that not only is it fast getting your content down but also if you're sending large yeah. files uploading that video to facebook or youtube that's where you'll see the power of it as well
0: now it was only last week we talked about 4G and the world and how good our networks were. Let's let's let This is how important this is, right? We, I'm getting these speeds of 38, 39, in um, Gadget, you know, the big uh, Gadget tech blog, took one of my photos on Twitter and put it up as proof of how amazing this speed was, to the point where I then, I, I've been doing tests so much, I got, a, I got a speed this morning at St. Leonard's Railway Station, so a fair <laughs> way from the city, 42 meg download. 42.7, and uploads at 23 in the same session.
1: Well, I can top Stunning. that one. with the. I can top that one, but not with the phone. I've had the dongle for a few months like yourself, and yeah. I, I was in Martin Place, and I did a speed test in Martin Place, and I got 53 megabits per second. Yep. And I actually took a screenshot of the speed test uh, result and actually put it up on Facebook. Yeah. So people who want to go on my Facebook page, check out that photo if you don't believe
0: me. I think that, the, and we'll wrap up on this, I think a lot of people have been saying, yeah, but of course it's fast. There's like three people using it and they're, all, they're pretty much using it for speed test. There's no doubt about that right now. There's no capacity being used. But everything I've heard from Telstra, and I've spoken a lot to them about this is, this is they've put a lot of capacity into it, and they're confident that they can maintain speeds up that level even when there's a, when there's a good bulk of people on it. And the well, last we should
1: also mention, yeah, the three G enhancement. That's right. The last, yeah. you know,
0: the last and most important thing is a lot of people have been saying, oh, but if you're not in a four G area, which there's not many of them, well, forty percent of the population is covered by the eighty odd spots, so they've picked the big places. But when you're not in a four G area, it uses HSPA plus dual channel, so it basically goes three G two channels, so it's like using next N- G twice. Pretty fast. That is amazing. So, look, it's a great phone. If you like Android phones, if you like a smartphone, it's a good phone. And if you love data and speed, um, this is a real contender if, if you're in the market. It, it, look, on the phone itself, it is a bit heavy. Um, it's not ridiculously heavy, but in terms of comparing it to our favourites, the Galaxy S2, the the Arc and, and the Razer and those kind of things, it's definitely thicker and, and you know not as light. But for a phone with this kind of capacity and power, it's, it's a very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone.
1: No, I agree. I think it's a nice 4.5-inch screen. The HD screen is very impressive. Yeah. The dual-core processor is also quite fast. We talk about the 4G network being fast, but the actual device itself is also fast. So it's speed all the way with H- the HTC Velocity.
0: HTC Velocity from Telstra available now. You can read all about it at techguide.com.au and at yourtechlife.com.
1: Now, I don't know about you, Trevor, but I love my music, and uh, we've had, a, just in the past week, uh, a couple of new streaming music services introduced to us here in Australia. The first is RDO, which is radio without the A in it, so it's R-D-I-O, mm. and the other is rara.com so they both offer a similar service a monthly fee to stream as much music as you like Uh, so once you you subscribe, I think the radio RDO is $12.90 a month for uh, unlimited on all devices including your computers and everything Uh, RARA.com similar pricing Uh, and it gives you access, all the major labels are involved, Sony uh, Universal, Warner EMI and you get access to 12 million tracks
0: per month, that's a pretty good deal Look, I've got to say, uh, there's a lot of these services out there and there's there's more to come on playing with another one from from pure which is, which is similar but it's it's just but i gotta tell you this Radio, i think is stunning it's very well done it's a it's an easy sign up online and just for, for everyone listening there's a seven day free trial up there right now so if you go to dot rdio.com, rdio.com you can actually get it you can get on now for free for seven days and muck around with it you can listen to the stuff online great you can download the app for nearly any style mobile phone. I'm using it on the iPhone, and the app is slick. It works well. Yeah, the songs nice come down really quick, um, and you can then access it on things like my Sonos. You've got a Sonos too. You can actually yes. use it through that. Now, Brilliant. there's a couple of things about this. I spoke this morning to, um, to, to Carter Adamson, one of the co-founders of Audio, one of the blokes from Skype in the past, and, and I said to him, I said, look, there's a couple of things that, that I want to address here. And he actually brought to my attention the fact that I hadn't researched it enough. You know, you don't just get access to these songs to stream. You can make a collection. You can download them to your phone so that if you're on a plane or where there's no internet or mobile coverage, yeah. you, or if or if you don't want to use your 3G when you're in Wi-Fi, you can create a collection and download it to your phone and use it when you're offline so there is actually a very good use, but the, of course, importantly, if your subscription lapses, those downloads no longer work. They disappear, yes. Well, I think the Samsung Music Hub
1: was, has got a similar uh, right. type uh, caching service where you can actually download to the device. Uh, I don't think com has that facility. It's a purely streaming service. But, um, you know, there's a few pros and cons with, with this. I think you, you touched on the fact that you can download, as long as you're paying that monthly fee, mm. you've got access to all this music, but the second and you stop uh, paying that monthly fee, it all disappears. They just want to keep you in the loop. I don't know how the artists get their get their share of of their, of their the music uh, mm. their, their fees their re- uh, royalties for this from this service. But uh, look, I, I agree with you. I, I've been using it on my phone, streaming it to the device. I've been using it through my Sonos on my wireless system here at home, uh, and being able to try all this music, discover all this music without the risk of you. you paying $20 for a coaster if you don't like the mm. album. Yep. Uh, I think that's terrific. I like it when you can, how you can it's kind of, I like the social aspect of yes. it where you can follow other people and that's and, their and point of their difference. recommendations. I reckon that's a really cool
0: feature of it. That's what they see as their point of difference. They believe that the the algorithmic approach, the genius approach, isn't working in the world of music. They don't believe that recommendations from a computer is working so they believe that social, you know, if Trevor and Stephen have similar likes and they're friends, well why don't they follow each other and see what they're listening to and share collections and Things like that. That's the important thing. And look, for twelve ninety a month, it's less than the cost of an album. The bottom line for me is, if you think you're going to spend hundred odd dollars a year on music, albums, and, and individual songs then this is a no-brainer, absolute no-brainer. For me, I don't spend that much money on music, so it would it's not an investment for me because I pretty much listen to the same stuff over and over again. <laughs> all
1: um, that John Farnham you listen yeah, to, Yeah, Billy Joel,
0: John Farnham, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, and, and so it's not an investment for me, but I really enjoy it, yeah, and yeah. I hope to find some social use to, to actually discover new music. That's definitely the case. Absolutely, yeah. Um,
1: but uh, the, the, the peop- like, there are a lot of people who obviously love iTunes. I like iTunes. I, I download albums and, and all that mm. kind of thing. So there, there are those people who do like the download to own they want the they want the file they want to collect it uh, and that won't go away no uh, but the 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 downside of that is that if you you download an album and, and you don't like it then that's money yep. that you've, you've spent that you can't get back yep. I, I really I really like this new service it gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere so you, you don't have to load your 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 device with the, with your downloaded tracks uh, and the fact that you can stream it through other devices great Great move by Sonos to be uh, compatible straight away, out of the box, straight away with this service is is a great one too. I've been using it mainly through my Sonos system
0: here at home. Mm. Last thing I'll say, biggest negative about the, the audio service, and and it is unique to to every service is different. Okay, the the pure service it seems to have every song. Audio definitely missing a lot of songs. You know, I'm talking Adele, Crowded House, Billy Joel, Robbie Williams, yeah, big I think artists there's
1: a few that haven't agreed to the uh, the, the terms. But it's and
0: really there. interesting that that they have some. So, for example, Adele, big artist, the, her album 19 is there, but her album 21 is not. So yeah. it's really interesting, and and they're going to come back to me on, on some of the specifics around that. They've got a lot of work to do. It's really difficult. Yeah. The what music about, industry is a pain in the ass to deal what with.
1: What about the download as well? If you if you're going to be smashing this as it's like streaming it, like yeah. on your way to work during you know during the day on your way home, how is that going to impact our data? I think uh, I, I think it's that's an important thing to keep an eye on as well. Important
0: thing for individuals and for the networks because if everyone does it? The network's are going to crash. Now, I caught the train today from Thornley to St. Leonard's, and and I'm on Vodafone, and I listened to two full collections, and I had no problem at all whatsoever. It was beautiful. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is do your downloads, do your discovery on Wi-Fi, and then set your collection to download... While you're on Wi-Fi so then you can listen offline when you're when you're out and about so you're not Absolutely. using your 3G that would be my advice but I think Very it's important good advice, that... Trevor as usual of course Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice um, across across the interwebs <laughs> and the radio um, uh, bottom line check your data keep your eye on it with everything you're doing online and especially with these new streaming services which is not only want to take your hit pocket every month but they're going to hit your uh, data allowance too you're listening to two blokes talking tech.
1: And Two Blokes Talking Tech is brought to you by Trend Micro and Netgear. Trend Micro provide maximum security, an all-in-one security solution to protect all your devices and all your data. And only Trend Micro uses cloud technology to stop those cyber threats before they hit your device and your network. The latest version of Trend Micro's maximum security, it it utilizes less than half the disk space and and memory of other security products. So it runs really quickly, runs really efficiently and won't slow your computer down at all. Trend Micro's maximum security is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, Officeworks, Dick Smith, The Good Guys, Leading Edge Computers, and all other authorised resellers. If you want any more information, though, visit trendmicro.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick.
0: Now before I talk about the wiggles which is a massive story of the week um, I went to, on the online this week Stephen to uh, to check out the latest in technology news at techguide.com.au and I thought I went to the wrong address Stephen my goodness what an impressive piece of website you've got there mate you've happy anniversary first, Thank first you and very foremost much. 1 year of techguide.com.au and yep. a new look Absolutely, yeah, thanks for noticing Trevor. a lot of hard work.
1: the last few months has gone into that, and I, I specifically told our our team of web designers I said, I want this ready for tech guide 's first birthday mm. on january the twenty fourth and we made the deadline Well done So, yeah, we went live yesterday uh, or t- Tuesday. Uh, for those listening later on in the week uh, yeah it went live Tuesday on our first birthday I think uh, I, I think the site's improved a lot I think it's a lot sharper uh, there's a lot more features a lot lot more a lot, lot of clickable things on the home page which is yeah. what we want uh, there's still be our favorite TG radio our tech guide radio where you can have easy access to two blokes talking tech but the beauty of the new tech guide radio is that it will open up a window and play the podcast in the background Beautiful. while you're still clicking around the site. The old site, the minute you clicked on something else, the podcast would stop, which was a little bit of a problem, but now we've gotten over that. But the new look, very happy with it. I'm having very positive feedback from readers as well, so everyone's happy. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to another big year.
0: I think the uh, the reason uh, it, it looks as good as it does is because you put a lot of body work in over the last year, mate, just generating stories and content and, and opinion and, and articles. And now that you've got that much content, you can really separate things out into categories. And so it's really easy to navigate now and find find the stuff you want as well as the very latest. So well done, mate. Well, thank you uh, very much. guide.com.au and I noticed now on the very homepage there there is a little article the Wiggles go interactive with a new iPad app. Now, I saw this release. <laughs> okay. I'm a massive Wiggles fan. Massive. I mean, I am basically the fifth Wiggle, obviously. I, I sing very well. <laughs> Uh, I wear coloured shirts no I'm not really um, but I do love watching the Wiggles with my kids they're great fun it's it's good I've seen them in concert all that kind of stuff you yeah. they had a bit of controversy a fair bit of controversy in the last week by just a little bit. axing Sam Moran who was a genius Yellow Wiggle to be honest came in when Greg Page was ill a few five years ago and they've basically just sacked him um, and they brought back Greg now let's not go into the controversy there but geez, they struggled on the television didn't they yes, did you they see never. that yes I mean Anthony's sitting there with his guitar and he's expecting Richard Wilkins to say hey Hey, what are your singers toot toot chugger jugger? And he's gone, Mate, <laughs> what happened to Sam? And Anthony's just lost it. He's got he, nothing. Worst he, 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 answer he's- ever. He's- He's hitting with the sixty-minute style <laughs>
1: questioning, and and Anthony is just wilted under pressure. Let, he had, didn't have an answer. Let and, me uh, say
0: before I talk about the app: oh, well done <laughs> to Richard Wilkins because he could have gone soft. Like he's the kind of guy that knows everyone, loves everyone, and they're all mates and everything. He went hard. He he pushed him, and there was a bloody good interview. And and, I think and well done. The
1: question there, Trevor. And as you would know, your kids are at Wiggles' age. might have long outgrown the Wiggles, but there'd be a lot of kids out there whose only memory of the Wiggles is with
0: Sam Moran and the Yellow skivvy. Classic quote of the year for me Jackson watching watching something with me that afternoon and you know Greg came on in the eye and he looked at me he goes dad Sam (laughs) looks different today (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 I just whatever. Anyway, so um the Wiggles have launched an iPad app. I'm just thinking, I wonder whether I can bring this up while we're talking. Let's just try this out. I don't know. But they launched an iPad app called Wiggles ABC. It's basically a really good app for learning the alphabet, you know? It's it brings up the letters in big, big font and something relevant. So L, there's a lighthouse, and you can move your finger across the screen and, and light shines on the water and, and it's relevant stuff. You know, Captain Feathersword comes up with a with the F or something and the feather moves around and you can tickle him, all that kind of stuff. But here's what I I found really interesting if this works i'll try it now the wiggles app um if you start it up and uh, and obviously you know the first time you see it they want to you know introduce themselves here's what happens when you start it up
1: hi we're, we're the wiggles. wiggles i'm anthony i'm jeff i'm murray and i'm sam <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean hello sam is still on the app it's the best <laughs> ever so That's i nice. just i just think that is Really poor form when you're launching sure, something like it's that.
1: It's obvious the app's been in development for some time, yeah. and uh, Sam made the cut, but yeah. I wonder what's going to happen with version 2. Are they going to replace it? Yeah, think, with an update?
0: I, I'm pretty sure if you look... In fact, we should check now, but if you look in the App Store very soon, I'm pretty sure there'll be a Wiggles app update version 1.001, because <laughs> the only 0.001% change of that is going to be replacing that last word with another one. Anyway, it's um, all fun and games with the Wiggles, let me tell you, and you are listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech.
1: Well, while we're talking apps and iPads, uh, Apple actually had an educational event last week in New York. Every time Apple hold an event, the speculation is uh, what it's all about before before the event. But it was revealed that the whole event was all around education hmm. and particular textbooks. Now, Apple's got quite a pedigree in the education field. They they really they find their goal is to empower students with technology. Uh, the other the other side of that now is the, with the iPad, they can also offer for iBooks and Books. Now, you, you think of the advantage of having interactive textbooks is the fact that a they're interactive to begin with, multimedia elements. Uh, they, they're a lot more engaging uh, for a student, a lot more fun to learn on an iPad. But you think also, and you'll discover this when your kids mm. get old enough, the amount of books that my kids, I've got two kids in high school, the amount of books they carry in their backpack uh, is astounding. The, the, Mate, the, I see their, the kids. their backpacks are weighing them oh. down. I'm having
0: them all on an iPad would maybe get around that issue. I see kids walking to school and fair and their backpacks are bigger than them. I really worry about them because, and I've read things about this d- during the week and I think it's related to the Apple launch, but you know, the kids aren't kids. don't want to wear a backpack over both shoulders. It looks daggy, but when you wear a big fat heavy backpack over one shoulder it's really bad for you. And I'm not saying Apple's making the world a better place. I'm just saying that there's definitely, the future here is definitely E. Um, is it I-E or is it, you know, e-book? What is it? I don't know, but it's, it's a good move and I, I look forward to the advance in, in the kind of education field, but there are a lot of people, you know, wondering about how closed it is and, you know, the Apple ecosystem and all that kind of stuff and making sure that really this is the kind of thing that really does need to be a little bit open. Um, well, so it is.
1: They, I think they've already spoken to the major textbook publishers. In, it's obviously going to start in the US and and then filter throughout the world. But I think if if you can not only the, the advantage of of the iPad over a printed book, like a printed book is not searchable, a printed book's going oh, to be yeah. you know wear and tear as it's handed down year after year, student to student. After a few years, uh, obviously there's people saying, well, you know, you an iPod, iPad costs around five hundred $79 to buy but I've seen the textbook, the bill that I get for my kids' textbooks at the start of each year and they run into the hundreds of dollars so uh, I, I think that this the, the iPad would pay for itself after a few years in high school hmm. or university depending on where you're going to be but uh, I, I think we're looking at the future of education here Trevor I think the kids are going to be using devices like not only the iPad, other tablets Ultrabooks, they're going to be the learning tools of the future and having these sort of textbooks and by the way Apple also introduce an iBooks author so you can create your own interactive books and textbooks so opens it up to anyone even teachers can prepare their own lessons using this uh this uh program iBooks author as well so I think uh it's a, it's a look into the future. I think this is the way it's going to go.
0: Very good. It's uh, the e-books and i-books and e-textbooks and i-textbooks from Apple. Uh, it's, it'll come to Australia sooner or later. Don't worry. They've got to do things this way. It's, it's the world of... You I've, know, I've already and- downloaded
1: one of the books. It was a biology book that they actually used in the uh, in the keynote, and it's fascinating. There's videos and diagrams. You, you touch different parts of the diagram, and, and it, the, the, the text changes depending on how you go. So I think if you can engage a student and make learning fun... I think it's only going to be a good result. They're going to hopefully improve and uh, and get better, graduate and get uh, have a a brighter future. Two blokes talking tech.
0: You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech
1: with Trevor
0: Long and Stephen Finnick quick one for you under the radar. I had a fun little thing actually just handed to me uh, today a uh, couple, couple of days ago actually a thing called Keymate. Now key finding services and, and gadgets aren't really new um, so this is not revolutionary but it's it's just cool. Now simple key ring, you, know, you attach it to your keys um, it's got an embossed number on it and I'll tell you about that in a minute but essentially it's got an RFID style um, uh, detection in it and you get a little credit card size card, a key finder that you can put in your wallet or, I wouldn't put in your wallet because it's a bit but certainly in your purse for women, and, and probably in your bag, you, you've got a lovely man bag, Stephen. You can put this in. And if you lose your keys within forty meters of this device, you flick the flick the switch, and the key just beeps to high heavens. And you press the button to recover it. Now, you can obviously, if you lose your keys in the food court or the shopping centre, you walk back there, turn it on, and you know it'll it'll beep. At home, and I've got to tell you, the worst thing about this is, Fair Dinkum, I lost my keys on Monday. They give me this thing on Tuesday. Fair <laughs> Dinkum, how's my luck? So we've got to clean the house tomorrow to oh, try well, you and find won't lose the keys. Your X key will you <laughs> But the, the the different thing about this is uh, very importantly it's got this unique number on it embossed on the front so it, you know it's not painted on and anything it won't rub off so no matter how you know old it is and destroyed it is the number stays still stays true and you register that online so they keep a database of your key okay. and you and they can then help you with their key, keymate plus recovery service if if someone finds it and they they ring the number or they they email keymate with that number they will reunite you with your key so it's a nice little full service situation there and it's all available at keymate k-e-y-m-a-t-e keymate.com.au it's it's under 30 bucks for the key and the the key finder so a nice little service um you know one of those fun little gadgets for people out there
1: Now, Toshiba have released yet another tablet. Now, Toshiba are, are no stranger to producing act- quite thin devices, uh, Ultrabooks, and they've actually now come up with the world's thinnest tablet, the nice. AT200, 10.1-inch uh, tablet, the world's thinnest and lightest tablet, th- tablet thinnest 7.7 millimetres. That's two millimetres thinner than the iPad, oh. uh, and it also only weighs 535 grams, and... Surprise, surprise, Trevor, it's priced at five hundred and seventy nine dollars, oh, so the same price as that. the
0: iPad. Fair Dinkum. I was reading something you know, about the, the Transformer Prime or something, and without the dock it's five seventy nine. Jesus people. Is it could it be less transparent that you're just you just, <laughs> you just you just don't want to go cheaper than the iPad? For Christ's sake, it's five hundred and seventy nine dollars. Oh. I'm I so think frustrated. I had a by real it.
1: opportunity here, though. That, that I every a tablet device. has. We've discussed I played this. With it.
0: Imagine if we had a dollar for every time we've said, "Make them cheaper than an iPad." Oh, we'd yeah. we'd be able to afford two of them.
1: Absolutely right, and it, it, it looks like a decent device too. It's got, oh a, yeah, got a high definition screen, 1280 by 800 resolution screen, 16 gig of memory, micro SD slot, HDMI, micro HDMI, and ports, and uh, it's. Quite quite thin and light, obviously, uh, but it's going to be the same price as the iPad. I think if they had made this a hundred dollars cheaper than the iPad, there'd be people lining up to buy this. No, no one's uh, learned.
0: You know. No one's learnt from the HP Fire Sale, you know, which was you know a crazy weird thing to have happen, but you know people rushed out to get something that was cheap and being discontinued. Can you imagine what they would do for something that is cheaper than an iPad and had a long life ahead of it? And, had th- um, and it was thinner and lighter. So, yeah, which is Apple's big... I mean, Apple loves saying thinner and lighter, you know? That's their big thing. So, to be able to one-up Apple on that, it's a bit sad, really. So, anyway, Toshiba tablet, you can read all about it at techguide.com.au. Tech. You're
1: listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen
0: and it's all thanks to the people at Trend Micro, as we said earlier, and Netgear, netgear.com.au, some great innovations from CES and to, to come to the country and launch later this year, including one of my favourites, which is a, a router. So I replace your, your router in your home with a built-in hard drive. So it's a router and a hard drive in one, so you don't need a separate network storage. You can get it all in here. You can put a 2-terabyte drive in this thing. So on the router, you can actually have storage, ensure that every device that accesses your network can access data on that thing. These are the kind of things that Netgear do. They bring us connectivity in your home or your small business. Connectivity from the internet right into your home or from your home to every device. And if you've got devices in your home that aren't connecting properly or effectively to the internet, Netgear have got a solution for you. Netgear.com.au, proud sponsors of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and
1: Stephen Now, while we were at CES this year, I came across the Sony Personal 3D Viewer. Now, to explain to listeners what this is, it looks like an oversized pair of sunglasses. (laughs) It's this massive thing that you wear on your head, and inside are tiny screens that replicate a view of a 750-inch movie screen at a distance of 20 metres. So it's like your own personal home theatre. Now, I, I spotted this for the first time at last year's CES. It was only a prototype. It was a lot bigger and bulkier than this final version. But I did have a play with this at uh, on the Sony stand this year. Yeah, impressive picture quality. Not, not full HD, but still decent quality. 2D and 3D uh, viewing as well. Um, did you get a chance to have a look at this on the Mate, stand, Trevor?
0: I, I walked past it and went, well, that just looks stupid. <laughs> so I didn't even go near it. I mean, it's a big, you know, yeah. do you, do you, people will remember when it, when there was this big thing about 10 years ago, about virtual reality, and people would put these big things on their head and they'd walk around and they'd be in this virtual reality world. It looks like one of those yeah. things, those big things that, that sits on your head and, and comes a long way out from your eyes because that's where the screen and everything is. I can't see myself or frankly anyone sitting with that thing on their head doing anything. And
1: yeah, I think we'll uh, yeah, you're right. It, it, it is quite heavy. You know, I was only looking at it for like five or ten minutes, and, and it was th- to keep it up on your head. You had to have your hands next to it. So I think the best position is sort of be reclining on a chair mm. you know, with your head resting. But a couple of little downsides, and actually significant downsides. Apart from the ugliness of it. This is not a portable device. This no. is not something you can take on a plane and just watch your movies through it. You've got to connect this to a Blu-ray player or a PlayStation, some kind of HDMI source. Source to get your to, to view whatever you want to view so don't think you're just going to slip this into your bag and and watch movies all the way on your on your flight you're not this is something you're going to have to use at home unfortunately there's no memory card slot there's no other way to input a source apart from using
0: a HDMI source. Yeah, and that's that's the big issue with it. But look, it's a it's a fun, innovative device. Um, it'll be interesting to see how how it pans out it's for not them. It's cheap, nine hundred bucks, you mate. Cheap
1: price, here, $899, yeah, eight hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, so
0: a bit crazy in price, but hey, if you're someone that's interested, hey, send us an email. We're we're keen to hear from you. <laughs> TwoblokesTalkingTech dot com. We like to keep this to 30 minutes for you, but we've got two quick little things. Uh, we've hit the 30-minute mark, but there's two quick little things. I'll give you one. Victorinox, famous for Swiss Army knives, famous. Everyone loves the little red Swiss, red Swiss Army knife. Now, I walked past this stand at CES and I thought, why on earth are there Swiss Army knives here? That's not really innovative technology. But as well as a knife and a little, little pair of scissors, in this thing flips out a USB stick. That's exciting, yeah, a bit of fun, but you know, it's expensive. A Victorinox uh, Swiss is not cheap. This thing has one terabyte of storage on it, a little tiny screen, and capabilities for USB 2, 3, and eSATA. It's stunning, and it's oh, like that's amazing but the problem is it's $2,000. <laughs> well,
1: they're not cheap when they're small. What so, made you think they were going to be cheap with Yeah,
0: exactly. So, look, if you're in the market for a ridiculously overpriced uh, USB thumb drive and, and with a with a knife attached, uh, Victorinox uh, for $2,000 uh, have a one terabyte Swiss Army knife just for you, Stephen. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with
1: Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick. All right, I'll wrap it up really quickly, Trevor. Some news from our good friend Ruslan Kogan. He's at it again. He's He's always at it. Laptop, HP laptops, headphones, iPhones... Apple MacBook Airs, MacBook Pros, just in time for the back to school crowd. Mm. But and, and as usual, offering them at discounted prices. So you look, you're talking about $120 discounts on Apple products on their on their laptops. A couple of hundred dollars discount on Toshiba and HP notebooks. The Beats by Dr. Dre. These are red hot. My, my son's nearly 15, and all his mates are talking about Dr. Dre. They're $500 at Harvey Norman, $4.99 mm. $4. $4. $4. $4. to be precise. Kogan selling them for $3.99. Oh. So. He's at it again, selling, I think... And what he's doing with this, he's creating... Not only, it's, it's attracting attention to his site and his business. Yes. And the afterglow effect of that attention is all the people discovering how cheap his TVs are, his tablets, his other devices, digital radio. So, you know, good on him for having a go. I think he's quite aggressive. He's really taking it up to the big players in the market. And, uh, yeah, so he's at it again, offering the cheaper laptops.
0: From what I saw of Ruslan Kogan at CES, he's all about the afterglow. <laughs> <laughs> love, you, well, love your work, Rosalind. He didn't exhibit there at all. Um, he did exhibit a little, but not at the actual CES conference. No, it was uh, a We'll leave it at that, shall two we? Two blokes talking tech. Thanks to Netgear and Trend Micro. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Stephen, thank you for your attendance once again this weekend. Congratulations. And happy birthday once again to Thank Thanks very much. We're very excited. .au. That's where you can find Stephen each and every week. hear him on Chris Smith on 2GB every Wednesday afternoon around 2 o'clock. Uh, and you can find me at yourtechlife.com. And listen to Your Tech Life, the podcast available on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. This has been Two Blokes Talking Tech.